Hour on the Fringe. Fringe Arts is Philadelphia's premier presenter of contemporary performing arts. I'm Tanara, the audience engagement coordinator here. I invite you to pour one up and enjoy our conversations with some of the most imaginative people on this plane of existence. Here at Fringe Arts, we are getting ready for the Berserker Residence upcoming family-friendly piece, Broccoli, Roosevelt, and Mr. House, which opens tonight. Come on by with the whole family for this spectacularly silly show about fun, adventure, and friendship. Tickets are available on our website at FringeArts.com. But today, you're going to hear a conversation between three fantastically funny comedians, Jen Kidwell and Jess Conda, two-thirds of the trio for Pig Iron Theater's newest show, A Hard Time, opening here at Fringe Arts on May 1st. Jen and Jess sat down with legendary comic Betty Smithsonian, also known in Philly as Beth Eisenberg, whose claims to fame are vast, and who organizes and curates the amazing comedy night, the Bechtel Test Fest. Jen, Jess, and Beth talk about a hard time, what's so funny, and what men at Talkback should do. And the safe word is, cut that, don't you dare fucking put that in the interview. (laughs) Yeah. In my interview. Yeah. Get that out of my interview. Yeah, the safe word is, these are new, is that a new stain? I love it. All right, everyone, welcome to the podcast interview moment, this intersection of essay, podcast, and real conversation. I am Betty Smithsonian. I am joined by two fantastic individuals who are... Jen Kidwell. And Jess Conda. hey Hey! Today we are going to be chatting about <laughs> something that we all know is the most non-controversial thing ever. Women and comedy. Tell me how your show is going to fix the world. And tell me in 10 seconds or less. This is what I was thinking this morning. I keep going back to this thing. Our director is a man. His name is Dan Rothenberg. I know Dan. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows that guy. That yeah. guy. I saw him that falling asleep at a show. <laughs> yeah, that just means he likes it. Yeah. Um, but Dan said uh, he was he was relaying this quote that um, women are afraid, afraid men are going to kill them, and men are afraid that women are going to laugh at them. And I was thinking this morning that ultimately, like, perhaps the show gives uh, male-identified people, gives the patriarchy an opportunity to laugh at itself and notice how silly and idiotic it is. The patriarchy. Our friend, the patriarchy. Yes. The patriarchy. Uh, (laughs) So that's fantastic. I can't wait to see the show. Go on and remind me what the name of this show is. (laughs) <laughs> it's called A Hard Time. But the official title is Jess Conda. Wait, what's in the alphabet word? Jess Conda, Conda Jen, Jen Kidwell, Kim. Mel Crodman want to give you a hard time. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so is this... Can you spell that? <laughs> Is this a noir piece? How is this? Where is this piece living? <laughs> what's happening in the show? It is... It, I, I don't... It's not noir. It's like a pastiche, which is a snobby word for collage. Okay. Um, of different things that are funny to us um, <laughs> and until they're not funny. So we kind of were inspired by vaudeville. Yeah. And by... Um, part of it, yeah. Yeah. And quick change and the way like our bodies can morph into different characters is... 
sort of a seed because we're all trained in this kind of clown way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like using your body. Yeah. And then also, like, what can this body do? Like, can this body take on all these different mm. uh, identities over the course of the play? Yeah. And we just and started... is that funny? Yeah, and is that funny? But it, it starts off with this uh, sort of... So some men got together and <laughs> defined comedy. as they, they, define this th- they define this thing called the benign violation theory, which is a, their theory about comedy. And we open the piece by discussing this benign violation theory. And then we sort of put it into practice mm-hmm. in this like vaudevillian, like quick change manner. Mm-hmm. And then we continue to put it in practice in a, in a long drag sequence in which we are playing perhaps the, the men who are the seed of the piece, who gave rise to the piece, who are, uh, well, three now drag personas. The two of them are Len and Stan. Mm-hmm. And I pointed at Jess when I said Len, because Jess's character is Len, okay. and my character is Stan. So you're talking about what's going on in this show? Yes. Okay. This is what happens in the show. This is what we happens discuss in the show. discuss the benign violation Spoiler theory. alert, that was the first, like, 40 minutes of the show. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So we, but, but just to say, it's actually, okay. there is a through line, which is yeah. what's, what's so funny. Yeah, so tell me that. The, what do you think's the issue right now with women being called out for either being too sensitive around comedy or women being called out uh, for not being funny? <laughs> Tell me what you think of that. Do you call somebody out for not being funny? I feel like yeah. call, the call out, it, I always attach that to like a politics. Well, guess like people saying women aren't funny. That is a thing that people have said, men specifically, for mm-hmm. a long, long time. I mean, they also say that women aren't powerful. What That's do you not think? true. Why would I believe them? <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it is funny. So what do you think about this show proving that thing that you just said? What do you think it do you think it's capable to create theater that can like uh, unravel that very frustrating thing? I'm a comic. I hear it all the time. Women aren't funny. Right. So tell me how your show can unravel that. What do you think about it personally? Not even just your show, but... I'm going to go back to something I was tapping at, um, and this is just true for me, um, about my body, um, which is that sometimes I think that women get labeled as unfunny because you're too caught up in my damn body. Yeah. Um, And that's a complicated thing um, that we maybe can't unpack as a society uh, in a play. But I think there is something in the way in which... Uh, my slash our bodies are like revealed to this audience over and over and over and over again. Yes. Where hopefully my body becomes fucking irrelevant um, by the time I'm through uh, doing all the things that, that I, I do in the show and that we do. That's just how I feel. Yeah. Um, I think that that's one key that we <laughs> offer to the audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this concept of like making your bodies into, you were saying you morph into things in this show, and you're kind of like pulling apart that concept with yeah. that through line of like. There's a lot of shape shifting yeah. in the show. Uh, can I go back to what you were, you said, I feel like maybe people don't think women are funny because they're so caught up with my body, meaning like they're so, like they can't even listen to what you're saying because they're so focused on appearance. Is yes. that what you mean? I think there is uh, yeah. a... The thing that a female brings to the world is their body. 
And then the second or third or fourth thing is the thing that they say or the space that they take up outside of that. And I think, yeah, it's part of the reason why I think we see some comics who have different shaped bodies have to do different kinds of comedy, right? We right. People like, yeah, the people that on the planet would be considered less average body shapes and bigger shapes would have to do, yeah, a different kind of comedy. Or what are you looking at when you look at this? Like, I'm doing stand-up and you have to, like... Uh, rank my tits for five minutes before <laughs> you mm -hmm. maybe listen to what I said, you know? Yeah. And mm -hmm. and that is, like, part of why the drag piece is kind of important to me because it's just, like, just watch our bodies do this. Now this, now this, now this, now this. And, like, have you listened? Like, have you, have you like, taken my tits out of the equation of your listening yet? Because yeah. I don't need to be sexualized when I do public speaking about whatever I might be public speaking about. I think I appreciate what you're saying. And I think that the drag section works in a couple, like it works in the like, how, how about we take my, my tits out of the equation or like all, all of the ways that you want to sexualize me as like a woman out of the equation because we're playing these dudes mm -hmm. who they're not, they're not <laughs> calendar guys. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about people? But, well, I just wanted to say yeah. that the other way that that, that section works is uh, this thing that you were starting to say, which is like, how are you hearing me? Um, we might actually be saying lots of the same things or how is the humor working now that we're inhabiting these other bodies? And, and don't forget that we're, that we're still here. Mm -hmm. That like actually all of this stuff is being said by, was written by women. Mm -hmm. We just decided that the mouthpiece for this section was going to be these dudes. Yeah. What do you think about, like, what... And then there's more, but that's, that would be spoiler alert. What do you think is funny? Uh, I, don't, I have no idea how to answer that question. You mean just in general, in life? Yeah, what's funny to you? I'm trying to think of the last funny thing that happened today. We just cut in the part, or is it... What, I know, edit that. What do you think What's is funny? funny? Uh, <laughs> uh, stuff. <laughs> we do make each other laugh a lot. Have you ever done that game with kids? Uh, or adults? The theater game where you have, like, two partners facing each other, and you have to, like, dead... You have to, like, make the other person laugh. Just, like... It like, do whatever. Like, you can I would do. say a funny word, and then you would say a funny word. Yeah, I think so. And, like, clown class. I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. Have you ever done the game where you look at someone and you have to just start fake laughing together and then turn that into fake crying? Oh, yeah. yeah. The membrane is so thin between laughing and crying. That's true. <laughs> well, I guess I want to know what's funny because I want to know what drives this show for you as you build mm -hmm. you're building something that is comedic so what you're playing in a space and the thing that makes you laugh or delights you is the thing that you're doing mm -hmm. and then you have this like other social thing that you're trying to like push out there so that's why I'm wondering what's funny to you I mean lots of I wish Mel Crotman who is a comic genius is here she's in Atlanta she's in Atlanta but um there's there's like general weirdnesses that are delightful to us. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about, like, like uh, when we first started rehearsing, basically we sourced, like, this gigantic <laughs> amount of, I'm going back to vaudeville, mm -hmm. uh, giant amount of vaudeville costumes and put them in the rehearsal room. 
Uh, just <laughs> followed our bliss in terms of inventing these characters, and a lot of that is based on like stupidity, like just what like tickles us in just the stupid way. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking of like all our French teachers in grad school who would all of them. <laughs> Several. Thinking of men now. I know you like all the French. She's oh. like, you mean the one? I mean the one. <laughs> uh, but she would say that it's so stupid, and that's like yeah. the best compliment you could get in art school because yeah. something that's funny. So stupid things are funny to us. So like Mel has this real talent for being like these teeth and these eyebrows and this belly and this cape right. make me want to go woo, and it's just because it's so pleasure based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the practice. And you then have there's... a talent for the <laughs> for those one-liners that are so wise, but also just like everything gets distilled in just a few words. Well, Len is dumb, so or not dumb, but Len is kind of a base man. So, <laughs> but the maker is smart, so he gives me a vehicle to kind of like have some dead air. But there's some and real then... wisdom there. Yeah. Do you feel like that you have, like, I'm faced in comedy to be this super clever. We have to be super clever. We have to always be at the top of our intelligence. We have to create and craft these words and, like, kinds of concepts around things that are just the, you know, smartest. But the way I do it is more towards this because I feel like that's where you get people to really open up kind of laugh at something they don't realize was the funniest thing, Mm. kind of shut off their brain center a little bit and just kind of react to the fun. I think it it can be visceral. It's visceral at times. Mm. Yeah. What is your... um, If you could decide, if you could wave a magic wand and have someone who's leaving your show have a thought in their bodies because of what they just saw, what would it be? Uh, I kind of would love for people to be like, I think I have to go throw up right now, but yes! I like, enjoy it. Yes. Uh-uh. <laughs> Wait. I mean, it would be nice. I would like to have a talk back where the old white men in the audience said nothing. <laughs> yes. Um, but like in a way, like they were checked in, but they like didn't want to speak first or perhaps at all. Yes. That's what the magic wand really does. That would be... It says, you don't have to say nothing. Right? So there's this... Like, <laughs> I'm like, if they were like, oh, perhaps this is a gentle time in my life to uh, allow listening to enter I'm unburden myself from the feeling that I need to insert myself. Can you sing that again? Insert myself. No, what's Just the song? Like, you, don't you don't have, have to, to say, say nothing. Just sit there and be quiet. But, like, if they really meant it, like, if they were like, ah, hmm, ah, I can free myself from all this penetrating. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because maybe that would be... And every man becomes a wide receiver. (laughs) For, like, uh, a wide receiver, like, for a football team? I don't actually know okay, what wide yeah, receivers yeah, yeah. do. Every I was man just becomes thinking, a like, tight end. No, instead of like constantly back. pushing themselves, oh, you know, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, they expand. So they can check their in. privilege and they really check in. We don't even have magic wands. They we don't? have magic vagina lips. Yeah, some of us do. <laughs> Can't wait to see your show. Um, I would love, is there a talk back for your show? If so, which one of them? We were just talking about that. Oh, uh, we have to schedule them, but there'll definitely be. I yeah. think it's nice to have a chance to yeah. uh, put discussion 
in the room after a performance. Honestly, oh, yeah. that's a good. I mean, all that said about how I want all the men to be quiet, but yeah, still be in the room, mm-hmm. you know, engage with the material. Have the two of you ever done work before that's tried to shift around gender on the stage? Or at least leave your audience with, like, a new understanding? Like, have you done theater for social change? I mean, I know nothing about the two of you. Where does this rank in terms of, like, on your road of work? I tend to do politically charged work. (laughs) Nice. That sometimes makes people throw up. Faint. Send emails. Send send emails. (laughs) Plenty of emails. Respond. Did you get emails from a show you did? Oh, yeah. I once had somebody watch something I did, and then we were doing a talk back, and this individual stood up with no question, but just told me in no uncertain terms how much he hated what I had just done. Oh, yeah. Uh, And how terrible it was. He was like, I don't know what you are, if you're a man, a woman, a lesbian. (laughs) What? Beyond. Is that the worst moment of, well, I won't say worst. Is Is that the most intense review you've ever gotten? No. <laughs> All right. What was the most intense review you ever gotten after 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 a show? I've been accused of pornography. Oh yeah. I've had an entire campus of students hate me and everybody else associated with the show, and they're still mad. I okay. Think. I I mean that's like such a long story. Somebody on the faculty just quit. Not. Because of our show, but I think our show kicked off some yeah. things on that campus that, uh, so yeah. You shook it up. You jostled it. I was recently called, um, some things by the local press that were motivating. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what local press? <laughs> Is there still local press? I just like the phrase, you know, the local they press. They were motivating. Yeah. yeah. Extra, extra. <laughs> I was doing a cabaret um, in the fringe with the bearded ladies, and their reviews came out, and one said, the half-screamed, half-bleated vocals, like a sheep. Oh! Half-screamed, half-bleated vocals of Jess Conda proved particularly inept. Oh shit. Bah. (laughs) And the other other one said, I wish I had skipped the self-indulgent Jessica. Because oh, I do a lot of rock and roll singing in my underwear. I play a gentleman asked us, accused. It was an accusation. It oh, was a jacuzzi. Are we going to go to the very first question of our talk back in mm-hmm. our works in progress? When we had a work in process. He said, I have a question. I mean, is metaphor dead? Right? That's what he said. <laughs> is metaphor dead? Yeah, yeah. That's... It was like louder and grumpier, though. Yeah. Yeah. So do we... I have a question. I have a question. I mean, <laughs> come <Yes>. on. <laughs> Is metaphor dead? And then were we like, do you mean, <laughs> did we kill it? <laughs> Is that what we're getting did at? Did you just here? see the murder of metaphor? Wait. What did we say to him? The... I, that I've, I've kind of um, <laughs> erased that question. I have a question. From my time. In terms of like why we make work. And what the reviews say or don't say, what is for you the ultimate point of doing this show for you? It's fun. pleasure. Yeah. It's fun. And I I it allows me to ask myself questions about like my point of view and how have I been conditioned 
how have I been gendered or ex- accepted a gendering of the world? How am I feeding into the patriarchy? What am I doing to buck up against it? I do think humor is a rad vehicle to have conversations that are important but can maybe feel too earnest in other mediums. You know, I'm thinking about like the funniest thing that I think happened this year was Michelle Wolf's press uh, stand up bit. Like, you know, in the way that humor can be the thing that lets us say all this shit that if we were just doing uh, some kind of autobiographical monologue play, uh, perhaps would be tedious for all. Um, perhaps. But like, you know, it's like that. It's that, access. That, yeah, that comedy is this boat that allows us to be like, this is stupid, this is so stupid, this is so stupid, and that's pleasurable, and yeah. stupid, 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 and this is also so fucking stupid, and it's actually not funny anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a great medium to have these kind of harder talks. It's the truth-telling medium. Yeah. And I think that is why tears and laughter reside so closely. I mean, I am always... Yeah. I'm a big proponent of this, but, you know... Like, just peeking over the fence of comedy is devastation. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about patriarchy. That's some real suffering. Yeah, we, just to plug one of my things, since we are on camera, up to here anal camera. plug it? Yeah, anal plug it. One of the shows they do is called The Porn Stash, and it's a panel of comics where we look at porn and we review different, what's that? Like a mustache? Or... A stash of porn. Stash of porn. It's kind of like a double entendre, I guess. Um, but anyway, we have this mantra. We always have like sex educators in the audience just to be there for... But it's all about sex education and sex positivity. And we've been doing the show for a couple years. And it's literally like we have shifted... By getting someone to laugh, their mouth is open, which connects directly to their brain. And we can just throw the stuff in there. And it kind of jostles in there while they're laughing. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get their mouth open laughing, you can insert the bigger kind of things. Even if it's just question, curiosity, whatever, it sits in a different place because you have all this access as they're like, ha! Huh! You mean like something uh, clinical is happening when you're laughing? A hundred million percent. I believe it's, that. It, it shifts a part of open-mindedness that removes all like this. <laughs> well, I think we said it all. I mean, what do you guys think? I think there's plenty of material to yeah. cobble together into a piece. I think women are funny. I think people are funny. I think men are funny. I think that we can do more. We have to do more. Anybody who would make a statement like women are funny. I'm like, yeah. what? You did. There are you actually. To, I just yeah. want to, that person to look themselves in the mirror. Yeah. Are you in the comedy with their community? Finger in I'm, their butt. <laughs> I'm about to bring you into some groups of, of specific comics who their like main goal is to continue to make sure people know that women are not funny. Women can't be funny. Women mm-hmm. are not funny as as much funny as funny as men. Mm-hmm. And there's like incredible comics in the city. We're talking uh, Mary Redzinski, Chanel Ali. Uh, Michelle Balloon, who are phenomenal comics, who can who do not get booked as often as the most mediocre straight white dude fucking two years out because there is this overwhelming sense that men are funnier than women and then also that audiences want to see male comics over female comics. Like that, so the reason I'm saying it is because we, for some reason, there's a community out there that doesn't fucking think it. Well, that's so stupid. How do we get if to your If you show? wake up in the morning 
and you think to yourself in any semblance of rational sense that women are funny, you need to take one hand, your dominant hand, and put it on your genitals. <laughs> take a finger from your other hand, stick it up your ass, open your mouth. Thank you. Well, you two are in the theater world, I think core, and then music, and then comedy, and clown, and all that stuff. I do a bunch of shows every month, always looking for comics to come on up and do a bit, a character, a song, even if it's just chatting with the audience. Like, there are stages with microphones filled with a bunch of people that think women aren't funny. So when y'all want to come down and fucking shake your shit out, I got a mic for you. That is so kind. That is kind. And I we can't wait to see you your show. When can I see it? Come through. It's uh, uh, May April, something. Oh. April. <laughs> May. Oh, May. Great. Dan is the director and you three are writing in. Who, are, who is the lighting designer? Ameth. Justin Hicks is on sound. Yeah, yeah. Meredith Reese is on scenic design. Jack Tambori on the dramaturgy. Dramaturgy. And dramaturgy. LaVon Lindsay on Costume. That's a heavy lift. That is a heavy lift. She's doing doing all right. Where is the um, show? It's going to be at the at Fringe Arts. My dear Fringe Arts. Well, I want to thank you all for doing yes. this, and please come to the Bechtel Test Fest. Yo, thanks yes. for all you do, March man, 7th, 8th, in the 9th. trenches, getting the funny to the people. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm in those other trenches on the other side of the stream, but I want to jump into your brook once in a while, and y'all can through. come into my pond. Let's it's flash. not for dead. Take that! <laughs> uh, I also think we should start like a Facebook group that's just the bad reviews and the emails and everything that just shows. I got. Let's start a WhatsApp group. Yeah, I dude. quit Facebook. Oh yeah, let's. Because fuck. Yeah, Facebook. dude. I'll do. I'll do a WhatsApp. I just. I got. Facebook owns WhatsApp. Oh, oh no. no. joining us for this episode of Happy Hour on the Fringe. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram, and download the Fringe Arts app. Visit FringeArts.com to purchase tickets for a hard time, which runs May 1st through 12th. We'll see you soon.